welcome to the show. Today's show will be covering Zayn Malik, Justin Bieber, Front Porch Step, Snoop Dogg. We will also be reviewing Kendrick Lamar's new album, To Pimp a Butterfly, and we will be including Jams of the Month. Stay tuned. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Miano. And I'm Tyler Olson. And this is our first episode, uh, excuse the uh, fumbling language, of uh, the new podcast, TN2 Mics. Uh, a little bit behind this show, we're going to talk about everything we can think of related to music. Why we're doing this show is because we both have a big passion for music. Um, everybody we hang out with, for the most part, is into music we that's what we talk about anyway so why not share it with everyone else and it'd be fun to interact with new people and get ideas going and this is just a fun project is to kind of create this content we're looking at a monthly basis right now so uh a little bit about our host tyler uh you want to tell us a little bit about yourself yeah um well, when I was growing up, I had a lot of exposure to music. Uh, my grandmother was a guitarist, a singer, songwriter. So, you know, whenever I would hang out with her, it would always be, you know, we would be doing something with music. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so, you know, my, my dad, he played the piano. And, you know, like he got me into all the classic rock and stuff. And, you know, so I've, I've always been into music, but it wasn't until my fifth grade year that I actually picked up an instrument, and that was a saxophone. And my teacher was very discouraging, and it was just—it was really hard for me to like, you know, play and want to learn with a teacher like that. So, you know, I just kind of got bored of it, and you know, stopped. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's so sad, man. When people are people get stopped from doing what they want to do because right. of other people. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, that was, that was in fifth grade, and then after that, maybe ninth or tenth grade, my parents were gracious enough to buy me a keyboard, and, you know, it's a lot of fun to fiddle around on that. I'm no Mozart or anything, but um, I do like to mess around with that, and then two years ago, I bought my first acoustic guitar, and my progress on that has been outstanding. Like, it's just really impressive to see like how far somebody can come on an instrument in two years so i have a lot of fun with that and i have a lot of fun with music now and you you what you didn't mention you've played a couple you know smaller sets of on different shows or backyard barbecues or whatever i have yeah yeah i've played a couple uh, acoustic sets um grad parties um you know just fun little get-togethers i actually i'm playing uh at chode fest this summer um That'll be interesting. <laughs> and that's in Fulton, New York, right? No, that's actually in Syracuse. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, not a huge turnout, maybe 200 people tops, but should be an interesting weekend. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you also played in a metal band one show, right, with a one-string bass? Oh, gosh, two-string bass, actually. Yeah, thank you for reminding <laughs> me about that. That was uh, 
was that was something <laughs> um yeah so we we all got together we made up this band called counterfeit and we basically just you know <clears throat> we we had like three practices before the show and we threw together a really crappy song and it featured that like circus music the i love that <laughs> and yeah dude it was so funny so um yeah we played at a church believe it or not <laughs> and uh the lyrics were all about pancakes i love it and i, love I was on a two-string bass that had been it was a right-handed bass that had been converted to left hand <laughs> so the thing was just so the worst crappy. bass anybody's ever seen yeah and you played a show in front of a bunch of people yeah and awesome everybody was just standing out in the crowd like what are these idiots doing <laughs> So, yeah, that's a that's a little bit of history on me. Uh, you know, my music adventures and uh, <laughs> why I am into music. Awesome. So I kind of hearing that story, it's kind of awkwardly similar. Um, I grew up listening to music a lot too. Uh, my parents, I didn't know they liked anything but country music until I was like good 13 years old so oh, i wow. grew up listening to like nothing but country music made from like 1995 to 2005 so that was a that was an adventure i'm sorry um, but that's a that's a terrible childhood <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's i i don't hate it uh but you know that kind of got me into loving music too and uh i started playing saxophone also and i played started playing in fourth grade and I just had a awesome time with that. I played all the way through my senior year of high school, and I played in jazz band for the four years in high school, and I played in marching band a couple times when the school actually didn't actually had it, and it wasn't cut from the budget. Yeah, right. Um, and that was just a lot of fun. Uh, since high school, I haven't really played saxophone too much, which is really upsetting, and I'd love to get back playing that before i completely forget right how. right uh but i've been focusing more on music without playing the other side i have a degree in audio an associate's degree in audio production now and that was an adventure and a half to get that that's in audio production yeah audio and radio okay. production with a concentration in music production nice there so that's that's interesting. <laughs> um, and now we're doing this podcast on music, and we have a we're gonna start a jazz side project that we'll probably tell everyone about a little in a couple episodes from now. Yeah, and yeah, more more on that coming soon, definitely. Right. And I have a lot of weird musical goals, I guess. Which in, a lot of them include learning instruments. Uh, took two year or two semesters worth of guitar, and I still can't play. Uh, two semesters. Two worth. semesters wow. worth of guitar, and I still can't play very well. Um, piano. I took four years of basic piano. Still can't play. Um, Piano's I'm, hard though. So yeah, you know, props but, to you. But I would love to learn to play the bass, the drums, the bagpipes i have a deep passion for really? wanting to learn the bagpipes <laughs> <laughs> i want to get a kill and learn the bagpipes it's people laugh at me but the bagpipes i don't know why i just that's 
been what I've one thing I've wanted to do since probably my freshman year of high school. You know, the bagpipes are interesting. I've only ever known one person in my entire life to be able to play the bagpipes. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like not many people know how to play. It's a really well, he absolutely awesome so. <laughs> sounding instrument in when played right. Yeah, and right, right. It's just it's not like anything else anybody plays, I feel like so. Right, yeah. I mean the only song he knew how to play though was that that song that you always hear at the funerals mm -hmm. and it was really depressing because he'd come to a barbecue and he'd he'd you know he'd bring out his bagpipes in and he'd play a funeral song it was, like, it was like wrong timing what are you doing <laughs> wrong timing yeah so that's pretty much my uh musical experience um so a little about the show you wanted to tia you want to tell him a little bit about um what we're going to be doing here? Yeah, what we're going to be doing, maybe explain the name a little bit, because that might be a little confusing, how we got to tea and two mics, you know, spelt like a like cup of tea, and I don't even like tea, and, you know, just explain that, and why there's two mics, and I'm the only mic here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, everybody usually refers to me as tea now. Um, I, I don't know, I kind of like, I like the spelling of T-E-A, because, you know, like you know, you're relaxing, you're just chilling, listening to us, and then you got a you got a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the two mics, obviously. Uh, you know, we're recording this with a mic, and we have Michael as your host. So you got a cup of tea, which is me, and then uh, <laughs> a couple mics. And undoubtedly, that's going to be a great pun that we can pull in and out of this show. That's going to be... You, you, this, this is your cup of tea. This is... Um, <laughs> it's going to be a great... Okay, great so let's, let's talk about a little bit of what we're going to do in this show, and then we'll jump right into the meat of it. Um, uh, Ty, T told you in the teaser that we got uh, some music news stories, and we got an album review and the jam of the month. Um... So that's what we're doing today, and that's going to be pretty consistent for what we do as segments through the whole uh, length of doing these podcasts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Got some other cool things planned for you. We've got uh, interviews, and we want to feature some band, local bands and... Local musicians. Local musicians and yep. people that surround the music industry and do some interviews with... Uh, different people that just have different things to do with music that you might not initially think of if you're somebody absolutely. who just likes going to concerts yeah absolutely um so we got some good guests lined up for the next couple episodes and some different segments we want to be start working into the show and we want to get you guys involved on uh twitter and facebook too we're on facebook as T and two mics at T and two mics. Yes. Uh, two is the number, number two and yes. not spelled out. Uh, Twitter, we're at T and two mics. Same spelling. So if you have any questions or comments or feedback, or you just want to have us mention something on the show, it'd be awesome if you could. Uh, we you can talk to us there. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So let's jump into it now. Uh, the first thing we got coming up is your music news, and uh, you want to... Some very interesting stories. Oh, absolutely. You want to tell them a little bit about uh, your Snoop Dogg story here? Yeah, okay. So, there was this guy, This he was a state trooper, and 
he posed to take a picture with Snoop Dogg. And interesting enough, it was, um, oh man, what's that music fest there in Austin, Texas? South by Southwest? South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. at, it was at that. So this state trooper, this Texas state trooper was volunteering as a security guard for South by Southwest. And Snoop Dogg posted posted a picture of him and the state trooper. And the state trooper got in a lot of trouble. For real? Yes, because, I mean, it, the reason is kind of, you know... Okay, so you, you have, you know, another thing we didn't mention, you have a associate's degree in criminal justice, so you want to give do. us a little bit of insight on why the hell this is not okay? Well, <clears throat> well, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all right, you know, I mean, they're at a, you know, he's... A security guard. He's just kind of, he's doing his job. Right, and he's a volunteer, you said, right? So right. it's not like he's on-duty paid police officer. Right? And it's not like Snoop Dogg is doing anything wrong at the moment. Right. This particular officer got in a lot of trouble because he posted, uh, Snoop Dogg posted the picture of them, to, them both together. The reason why he got in a lot of trouble is because of Snoop Dogg's criminal record. And Interesting. Yeah, he he took a picture with this guy, with Snoop Dogg, and he got in trouble because of Snoop Dogg's criminal record. Now we all know that Snoop Dogg is kind of a, a moral morally questionable person at times, you know, to society's standards. Yeah, to so, so absolutely to society standards. But <laughs> legally, what's what's the? Uh, I mean, I'm working on learning some stuff about media law and everything right now and you know that's obviously a factor in this and you have the degree in criminal justice so can we identify anything really legally wrong I, here? I cannot no I mean again like I really only know New York State's penal law and I mean this is obviously happening down in Texas where you know it's Texas, <laughs> so gotta love um, Texas. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't. I really cannot see why he, he would be put through any disciplinary action. Like any disciplinary action would be taken. I. I don't agree with it personally. Right. Uh, looking into the First Amendment rights of you know the officer and Snoop Dogg, there's nothing wrong with. I don't think anything says you can't take a picture with somebody. Nothing says that Snoop Dogg did anything wrong by posting this picture. I mean, it's you're free to post, basically, unless it's breaking some other law. You're free to post whatever you want on social media. Right. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't breaking any laws by any means, and. It was really, I mean, it, it got 18,000 likes, so I, I think that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> right. And, I mean, there's the whole freedom of speech of a government employee involved here, obviously. Right. And from my understanding, if you're representing your, you, you know, if you're identified as on duty during this time, then you the government can be or your employer can be upset about what you're doing so was he, he you said he was a volunteer for the festival he wasn't 
with the police department at the time, correct? Was he in his uniform? He was. Okay, so that could be a factor in why he's getting in trouble for this. That it, it definitely could be. Um, the thing is, I, it supposedly makes the agency look bad when you are you, you seen with somebody like Snoop Dogg, though. And okay. it is unfortunate. I mean, oh, that gets shady there. Did he lose his job? Or did he just kind of get yelled at a little by his boss? Hey, watch, you know, why the hell did you do that? Watch out. As far as I can tell, he didn't lose his job. He's definitely... He's definitely getting some disciplinary action taken against him, though. So... Okay. So, that's... Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um... So did you happen to see the speaking of Snoop Dogg? Uh, did you? He was on uh, the Bieber roast. Was on, he really? On I think it was Monday. Did you? Did you see that? I didn't get to see. No, you know I I was working and that was really... that was a really interesting um, thing. Now I'm not really usually into those Comedy Central roasts. Okay. Love comedy, but you know I've never really watched them. Yeah. But you know Justin Bieber got a rag on him, you know. There's a lot to rag, and you know, you know, yeah. people are gonna come <laughs> home with some good jokes. So, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you real quick. I heard some things going around that Justin Bieber has been acting out the past two years because he's specifically wanted to be roasted on Comedy Central. For real? Yeah, I heard that he approached he he approached Comedy Central and said, "I want you guys to do a roast on me." And they said, no, come back with more material. So he went out and he acted out for these past two years. Are you kidding me? That's that's no. ridiculous. That's, yeah. I know for a fact he did want it because yes. I believe it, it was on his birthday. Okay. Because I think he said that he wanted it as a birthday present, basically. Yeah. He, and he did mention he wanted to be roasted. But for him to do all the... Ridiculous. ridiculous things <laughs> that are not only de- endangering him but putting other people in danger just for the sake of getting a roast right that's not respectable as a person or a mu- you know i don't care if you're a celebrity celebrities can do some crazy things but that's just Didn't not go, okay I, i'm pretty sure at some point last year he went drag racing in a ferrari or ferrari yeah like down dad. main streets <laughs> yeah. of like miami or los angeles or something now like that's just ridiculous <laughs> with his dad his dad was at the show you know they mentioned him and they showed yeah. him and they were ragging on his bad parenting which i don't think you can question that's not a joke right I mean, that's a serious matter and that, i mean okay that's what i want to get into a little bit some of these things weren't jokes some of them you could tell they just hated Justin Bieber. Awesome. Um, some okay. Some of the people on there, I'm not gonna be able to mention everybody. Kevin Hart was the roast master. Kevin Hart, yes. funny as always. Um, the guy who hosts these roasts all the time. I guess they were they were ragging on him because that's like he's a nobody, but that's what he does, and that's why he's famous, and that's why he makes money is because he hosts these roasts. Yeah. So he was on there. Martha Stewart was on there. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Um. <laughs> 
Justin Bieber's favorite comic, and now his mind, his name's escaping me, was on there. Shaq uh, was on there. Uh, Where Lud- are all of these weird Ludacris was on there. Uh, um, why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, some other female comedian was on there. And Hannibal, his name's Hannibal, and I don't know, Hannibal Burris, I want to say? That doesn't ring any bells. The guy who, he was on there, basically he... The reason he's famous, he's a comedian. He out he was the comedian that outed Bill Cosby recently on his oh. all his uh rape allegations. So he's kind of coming and they were that was one of the things they were ragging. The only reason he was on there is cuz of the Bill Cosby thing. Okay. So um oh, the guy, one of the guys from S the newest guy on SNL was on there too. Um so, it was, the roast was kind of weird, though. I mean, there was plenty of good jokes being thrown around. Absolutely, I would expect there to be. <laughs> but the problem was, and I read an article online after I watched it, too, that agreed with what my opinion was. They barely roasted Justin Bieber. Like, the first, guy, the first guy that went was the guy from SNL, and he barely roasted him. They were making, like, they did their introductory jokes about, like, the people that were there, but they they barely ever got to Justin Bieber. And at the end, everybody would compliment him a little bit and, like, you know, ease the, ease the kind of cruel things. You know, it's a roast, so there's right, yeah, uh, yeah, intended. Yeah. But, you know, just to kind of apologize, you know, to just let you know I'm not really serious, you know. I mean, there's always love. There's always right, love. Yeah. at the end. So a lot of the people just kind of roasted everyone else but Justin. And then jump to the uh, like the applause of Justin because he is so young and he is one of the most famous musicians right now. He has the most Twitter followers ever, I think, right now. Yeah, definitely. And everything. So, I mean, there is a couple things that, you know, you can applaud him for. But they didn't really roast him too much, a lot of the people. Um, and it was just weird because Justin, you can hate him. It's a lot of people hate him for things he's done or just his career in general. And he he actually got pissed a couple times at wow. some people. I mean, some people were making some really like there were no boundaries to this show. Everything was fair game. Of course. Several ISIS jokes made. Uh, ISIS jokes. Several 9-11 jokes made. Excuse me? Oh, wait, um, towards Justin Bieber? See, that's the thing, though. No, they were kind of... A couple were ISIS jokes toward Justin Bieber. Not saying he was in ISIS, but they were jokes involving him and ISIS. Saying that ISIS was like, going to come kill him or something? <laughs> no. That'd be, that, that, that might have been uh, funnier to some people. But, um... But, no, it was just... It was weird. Um... And uh, one of the jokes that uh, the female comedian, and like I said, I can't remember her name right now. Uh, she said the reason that his fans are called believers is because it's now politically incorrect to use the word retard. <laughs> and he, they, they showed a shot of him immediately after she made that joke. And he was, you could tell he was not happy. That's hilarious, though. It that's, was pretty that's funny. One of the better jokes. It was pretty funny. Pretty offensive to some people. I know that's a big thing now, yeah, not using the R word. It's Comedy Central, though. Exactly. But he was not on board with that at all. Um, 
Yeah, Martha Stewart. Was she funny? She was funny. Awesome. She was really she she impressed me. At the end of her, you know, little speech and several other times by other people in there though, she was very sexualized. Martha Stewart being sexualized, I just didn't get it, I guess. She's 73 years old, which I didn't know either. Wow, she's looking good for yeah. her age, huh? Her jail time was brought up more than anything, probably, during this whole thing. Um, She even made a joke about her jail time. Oh, she gosh. Said I forgot she went to jail. She basically, she basically, her whole roast was based around, we all know you're inevitably going to end up in jail, Justin. So, <laughs> so I need to give you some tips from the time I spent in jail. Gotcha. And she was pretty funny. And at the end, she said, basically, she said, you need somebody who's as powerful as you, as rich as you, will smoke a joint with you. All this, you know, like, she went on, you know, is, uh, like, a master at the administration table and a freak in the sheets. Okay. And she ended with, so give me a call later. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, that was just weird. Snoop Dogg, going back to him, he lit up a joint. Right on, on the stage. stage. Where were they? I hope, like, Washington or something like that. <laughs> I want to say they're not, to be honest. I mean, studio, you know, you think television studio, they're probably somewhere in California, maybe New York, probably California, though. Yeah. But he just lit up a joint strand stage, and he's known for doing that, and that goes back to the, the police officer Dude. thing. Did anything happen when he did that? Nah, nobody acknowledged it, except for later when he's like, everybody had a cup of water, except him, he had like a cup of what looked like it was red liquid. I don't know what it was, you know what I mean? And then he lit up the joint, and then at another point, he had a glass of wine in his hand, and he, so he gets up there and he goes, you know, we've been smoking, we've been drinking. <laughs> and then, so then he goes off in his thing, and Kevin Hart goes, hold up a minute, like, when he gets back, and he's like, don't be telling people we've been smoking and we've been drinking, you know, all our brothers up here, he's like, we, you know, don't act like we do that in the back together, that's just you, it's just you that's doing that, so don't get the wrong impression, so, I mean, there was just a lot, a lot going on. Um, there and the the kind of the cap to the whole thing was, um, at the end Justin made an up like a public apology to everybody. Yes, to everybody, and he made it you know a point to apologize to the camera that he realizes that he's done some bad things in the past couple years, and he wants to apologize and ask for a second chance. Absolutely. And they obviously I kind of respected that at the time. Yeah. Until you just told me that you've heard rumor that he did those things just to get this roast. So now that the roast is over, he can go back to be his Jesus loving self. Exactly. And I don't think that's it's okay to forgive people, but if you're doing something intentionally and then asking for forgiveness. Right. It's a lot harder. Whereas most people who get roasted, they're just idiots to begin with right and, you know they've made their stupid mistakes right. and yeah justin bieber supposedly is doing it on purpose right so yeah that was the cap of that so okay we've taken a little more time than i thought we would talking about that so we're gonna um 
get going through our news stories a little more here. Um, if you want to talk about uh, front porch step really quick, we'll take just a couple seconds on that. Yes. Um, interesting little tidbit here for those of you who know who front porch step is. He's you know he's not a huge deal or anything. He he's an acoustic artist. Um, you know he he tours and everything. He's you know he's he's a fairly popular guy. He's not known by any means. You know, as pop. He's no. He's no. He's by nowhere. He's by no means as popular as Justin the Bieber. Previous artists that we have just discussed. Don't know why I cannot talk right now. <laughs> um, but uh, front porch step was allegedly, and I say allegedly because I don't want to. Right, and you just actually you just this is kind of. Re- really recent news actually you just saw this in our article what from this um alternate, alternate press, press yes right yes. before we did this so you know yeah um so he uh was accused of having sexual relations with minors and he is at least 25 years old right so to my knowledge so that's that's just completely Definitely wrong. More, morally <laughs> and legally unacceptable. Exactly, exactly. And uh, these girls were, you know, 16. They, It's not like, you know, they were, you know. They're not a day away from turning 18. Exactly. They're, they're, they're a little, exactly. they're quite a bit younger than 18. Yeah. So, uh, he was having, you know, these weird, uh, you know, relationships with these women. And he, he, he was getting a lot of hate for it of course i mean right. any artist would i believe you know any popular person so you know all these people are you know giving him shout outs like yo you suck you scumbag you blah 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 you blah blah, blah. so in the meantime uh he goes incognito he just kind of disappears goes off the grid and and how long has this been happening you said you said oh it happened. my gosh four months or okay, so. so four months I mean, ago he kind of disappeared for yeah i mean a while. He, he as far as i know he deleted all of his stuff like you know got rid of everything kind of purged himself and um he just comes back and he makes a facebook statement basically giving history on himself though it's not like he was coming out and saying guys i'm sorry he was coming out and saying guys you should feel bad for me because when i was a kid i had problems um i didn't have a lot of friends but who who didn't have problems as a kid exactly. and there's plenty of people who have exactly. bad problems that don't go around being child molesters or whatever yeah, you know whatever, whatever you want whatever is. yeah you know and the thing that gets me about it is he didn't even acknowledge the fact that he had a relationship with an underage woman he he just completely ignore, ignores that and basically says, guys, feel bad for me. I'm, I'm, you know, out here doing my thing. It's a dream of mine. I had problems when I was a kid. I wasn't expecting women to all of a sudden like me. So, yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, so you're just going to go back to playing music. You're not going to apologize. You're not going to, you know do anything to make this right you're just gonna keep living your life <laughs> that's like, gonna be a big hit to his career then i feel like absolutely if, if he's absolutely not even acknowledging that and he just expects people to come back to him yeah yeah i mean yeah 
Uh, he lost a lot. He lost a huge fan base when this all transpired. But I feel like that statement was just selfish. You know. Yeah. He's just trying to get people to feel bad for him, and unfortunately, I feel as though it's going to work to some extent. But you know. Yeah. So we got one more story in our uh, news section of the podcast, and it's regarding Zayn Malik from One Direction, and. Earlier this week, he uh, I've read a bunch of articles and talked to some 1D fans. And yeah. Oh, you actually talked to some fans? Yeah, I've, I've talked to a, a person or two. Uh, Wait, so they they weren't cutting themselves, were they? Nah, nah. <laughs> have, you, have you heard about those? Yeah, things? yeah. People, uh, my roommate said he was watching videos of girls who intentionally decided to record themselves on video just sobbing over this and i think that's just their fan base you know they're the younger girls usually that have like some weird <clears throat> i mean this isn't new you know what i mean we saw Bad justin Street bieber Boys, justin bieber the beatles you know people yes. faint and scream and cry so it's nothing new but they're recording themselves sobbing over and if you don't know zane malik from one direction left the band this week Citing that he wanted to be a normal twenty-two-year-old. Now, here's where the, the <laughs> exactly the, the, like the, the second <laughs> part of the uh, news story here is that two days later, producer Naughty Boy yeah. was dropping all these hints and a preview <clears throat> of Zayn's first solo record. Hmm. So you can't. I don't see how you can say that you want to be a normal 22-year-old and then drop a solo record because you're not. You're just, you want to leave the band. Exactly. And, <clears throat> you know, personal opinion, I don't see anything wrong with that. You want a solo career, you want to break away from the boy band, younger girl fan base, you know what I mean, and do something different. That's cool, but just say that. Don't lie about it or whatever. You know, it's just... I don't know. Disrespect, more disrespectable things coming from some famous musicians that are just, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. Understood. It's, I don't know. I, I, I support him for, you know, going off and doing his own thing, but I'd rather have him just say that, you know? Yeah, just say it. Right. So, but we'll, we'll see coming up uh, in the next couple months and maybe the next year, how uh, his solo career progresses, and we'll probably end up talking about a little bit what his music sounds like. Exactly. So I think that's uh, all we have for uh, news. So the next thing we want to talk about, and I'm really excited for this, and I know you are too, is we're going to review Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp to a, pimp a butterfly, butterfly that came out about two weeks ago. And I just loved this album. Now, this is Kendrick's third mm. studio album. Uh, yeah. And the last one he came out with was... Good Kid, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City. That was City, back in, in 2012. 2012. And before that, in 2011, he came out with uh, Section 80. Yes. Actually, so, you know what? I have not listened to that one, though. I haven't either, so, but... I mean, that must have been, like... What year was that? 2011? 2011, according see, to Wikipedia. He must have really pumped those out. 
right then and there. Right. And this one, he he took his he took his time gap. on. Yeah, yeah that's a three year gap. And I'll tell you what, it came out to be so much different than uh, Good Kid, Mad City. It's so much different than anything in the scene right now. Good Kid, Mad City was so much of you know. I'm a gangster. I'm from Compton. It's, yeah, yeah, Bumping yeah. and grinding and yeah, beats you can jam to. Where to pimp a butterfly was po- very political. Very, it it she shared his inner thoughts and secrets. Yes, it was and, dark. It was it was edgy, but at the same time, it was sobby and sad and. It had a jazzy jazz, jazz influence on this jazzy. album was crazy. The, the, it was just funk and jazz all up, all up in it. Um, I I I was blown away by this album. You know when I when I first saw it and I was like, it, it, like we were looking for the album to review and I saw that and I was like, hey man, let's just do this. And you know I was expecting like a good kid, Mad City. And I started listening to it, and I was like, no freaking way. Right. I was like, what is this saxophone doing? It's going ham in yeah, the background. Second, second song straight into it. You've got, it starts with a crazy sax solo that goes on for probably 30 seconds or more. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, the influence and in, in the political, or not political necessary, but the, the messages that he had in here Yes, the were were deep they're deeper than any hip-hop album i have ever heard in my personal experience and he took that last song mortal man i thought that was genius and he took it and it was great use of his position as a musical artist to get out part of it was music another part was more just a speech yeah. And he culminated everything from the previous parts of the album and he drove his point home hard and I was looking at it, I was like, Oh, a twelve minute song, I'm not gonna wanna listen to that and I hung on through the yes. whole thing. And it was glorious really throughout yes. the whole thing. He I don't I really don't know how he did it for the whole twelve minutes, but he just he kept your focus and you know, he, he changed it up a little bit and he just it, it's a song that keeps you entertained all the way through the whole 12 minutes and it keeps you captivated with what he has to say and what's going on absolutely and the part that i really enjoyed was the the I, i'm going to call it a poem at the end of you know each yeah, song yeah. that he went further and further right, with right right the first song starts off with the first line yes. second song one more line and he just builds and builds, yes. and then you get the full thing in that last song. Yep. And it was just, I thought that was genius. It was definitely, definitely something. I I really could not believe, like, you know, every single time it got further and further, like, I just, I had to go to the next song. I had to listen to it, and I had to listen for it at the end. And I was so excited to just, like, hear the next line to that poem, really. Right. It it was the whole album was very poetic. Yes, very extremely well done. Yeah, everything was just very well done. Uh, yeah, there's the the another killer sax solo or the sax solo was in uh, for free was the second song I think right for free. I I believe the second song was the interlude. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. For free. The for inter- free. I, right. I apologize. Yes. Um. So yeah, there was the killer sax solo in that. Um. He just really attacks uh the racism, like real racism that exists today. Yeah. And. It was really it was a serious album. Yeah, it was, it was a serious album. There were parts you could jam to and the whole thing was great, but it wasn't it wasn't hey, I'm going to have a hip hop banger up in the club album. Party. Yeah, exactly. It was more like uh you're going to sit and listen and you're going to love it. And you're going to love it, but at the same time, you're going to think uh, this music is going to make you think. Yeah. And another thing that you and I touched on before is this is not an easy listen. No. It it wasn't like, you know, I couldn't like turn this on and like be doing something. Yeah, I you can't to... walk to class, you can't do the dishes or anything. You, yeah. You sit down. There's oh there are a couple songs you can, but for right. the oh as an album as a whole, you sit down and you listen to it. Listen. And, and that was I find that to be beautiful. Like yeah. an album that I have to sit down, take the time to you know listen to every every little beat every little you know every, every word. word every sentence because yes. it I, w- I I did sit down and listen to this and I had the lyric sheets in front of me from Spotify the whole time mm-hmm. and if I looked away for a second I didn't understand the next line that I after the one I missed because it, all... it, it just you had to listen to it yes but I didn't I wasn't upset about that usually I hate those things yeah, but right. I just I loved it um, See, it, it all just it uh, every single song it just it matched together, and it created it created the song at the end the these walls or no 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 mortal I'm man sorry. mortal mortal man yes it created so, mortal man at the end and wow yeah just a great album uh what did you think about had you heard the single I before the album had come out I did not no okay no. so I heard it before. Oh, you did. And it's a very upbeat. It still holds the message. Okay. But it's more of a, a dance, you know, upbeat kind of song. Yeah, it was a great. It was. It was but, a great song to release as a single. Right, but what you heard wasn't the single. Oh. He changed it. This was a live. You you noticed though, it was kind of like a live version of it. Yeah. Where like uh like he was taught a fight broke out in the crowd and he was like talking to the people and talking about you know love yeah. and everything for it that wasn't in the single so did the, <laughs> he added all of that that, that was I her. yeah I'm not sure if that was actually truly live or faked live now what but that was not do you the single think it's for I think the single was to hype up the album and it Absolutely. was a great Absolutely. dance. You know, or like you know, a li- easy listening kind of as far as hip hop goes. Track that and as can... far as this album goes, it was right. probably the best one to pick off. Of. Right. But then I think it wouldn't have quite fit if he didn't have. He toned it back, obviously, and he added more message into it. A deeper message based on the message already presented. Yeah. So I think it was a real. Intra- I've heard I've heard other artists do that before, where they take the single and then they change it up a little for the See, album. I've never I've never heard that. And I'm I've, I've heard a couple other artists do it, and it's usually it's not bad. 
It's different. I'll have to. I wonder if I could check out the original and just uh, I mean, I I obviously like this the album version. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, you're gonna want to check out the original. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So. Album artwork. What do you think? I think the art of album artwork has been lost really recently with mp3s and non-physical albums so you know you see this tiny little icon on your computer and you're not really paying attention but he didn't just stop at the music he projected his message onto this album cover Yes. And I think he took the time and actually made true art with a message on this album cover. What did you think about that? I think that the album cover says a lot, but I I don't know if I completely understand it. I mean, I I don't want to I I don't want to look at it and be like it's this but then interpret it wrong because I feel like it has a deeper meaning than what I'm thinking. Right. I mean, it it obviously looks like a bunch of black guys and what appears to be well, there you know, a there's dead a dead white kids guy on the ground too. And, right? and he look, I mean, he looks like a politician obviously. Right. There's and the there, white there's house the white in the house. background. And he mentions throughout the album that he wants to go to the white house and I think that's more of a metaphor for leaving more than exactly yeah more than actually truly wanting to go to the white house so that's pretty symbolic within this but they're all holding money that's what i'm saying and they they all have well not all of them i'm sorry that one guy in the front has booze uh, a couple more of them do but yeah they all have they all have money and they're all standing over a dead politician yeah so, I mean, it's really open for interpretation. The way I interpreted it was, you know, money can money can get you places. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, and I think money is power because... Uh, yeah, exa- exactly. One of the, paraphrased one of the lines in the first song is, we should have never gave them money, go back home. And he's referencing African-American people. Yeah. Exactly. So I think money is power in this case, and yeah, I mean the whole thing's deep. Um, it's all like I said; it all just meshes to, meshes together beautifully and perfectly. Yes, it just makes this one big artsy, jazzy, hip hop album, and it's great. Every second of it is great. Okay, so wrapping this up, favorite track off the album. All right. It's just, it's got that flow to it. It keeps that jazzy vibe in the background. It's not an easy listen by any means. It just, it, it keeps it, it keeps me though. And then at the end is my, is my favorite part of the, the poem to be exact. Um, just the way it starts and the way where he ends it is just, I find to be perfect along with, you know, the song it's, you know, we gonna be all right. It's an uplifting message that, like, anybody can relate to, kind of, that, like, yes. bad things are happening, but we're gonna get through it. We're yeah. going to be all right. Exactly. And then, yeah, the poem at the end, obviously, you know, is kind of, it starts out dark, but it's uplifting. Right. So, what about yours? What's yours? Mine was one of the, the, the listen, you know, the more listenable 
tracks on it. I, well, in my opinion, King Kunta. I just, I don't know. I liked it a lot. Um, one of my favorite lines off of that track was he attacks um, other rappers and how it's it's the the game is getting really shallow you yeah. know and he basically tells them to write their own shit and he says but most of y'all share bars like you got the bottom bunk in a two-man cell <laughs> and that was it that was a good one yeah I, I just i i think that's there there's artistic liberties taken in sharing but mm-hmm. I think, you know, just repeating the same thing that somebody else had a hit with last week isn't... I think he has a point there, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Keep it fresh. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, he can say that, but he can also back it up because he just did something completely Completely different, different than anybody's seen in a... Exactly. From, from a major hip-hop artist yes. in a while. Yes. Okay, so, so... Wrapping this up, I would give the album a solid 9.5 out of 10. Um, which is, I mean, this is overall 9.5 out of 10. It's not an easy listen, uh, by any means. Um, it is still Kendrick Lamar though. And he just, he just gets deep. He gets into it. It gets sad, but at the same time, there's, there's a message in there and it's, you know, to hold on. So, uh, what's our next? Well, hold on. I'm, I want to give it an okay. eight. You want to give it an eight? An eight, not because I didn't love it. Okay. But I think it is a little harder to listen to. Yeah. And I think if it was just a little more listenable, then it would have gotten a ten. Oh wow! Be- because I just thought it was—you could tell he put something into it, and it wasn't just let's bang out a, you know an album just to make the money. See, that's why I give it a 9.5. Right. I th- and I think that's why it should be a 10, but just the listenable kind of weird aspect to it brings it down a little. That's not saying it's a bad album, right, though. I right. just think... Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Okay, so what do we got next? We've got Jam of the Month. This is a segment where we're going to have each month where we're going to each tell you our the, the track we've been listening to non-stop and we think you should all love and check out too um in the next month so what do you got t i have the song flamenco sketches i've been checking Ooh. this out quite hardcore lately um it's by miles davis it's off the album kind of blue what year did that come out that's not new 1959 1959 a long nice. time ago a long time ago um it is jazz it is long it's gonna be about a 10 minute song so, um, you know, it, it's a great, great, great song. Uh, it takes you on this kind of, you know, journey, I guess it changes it up quite a bit. There's, a, it's, I believe Bill Evans is in the song as well as, uh, John Coltrane and they all, you know, they all have their different solos on the different instruments. So each solo is like a different song really, but they all again mesh together to make this one any any lyrics in this one or is this no, purely no. instrumental instrumental beauty instrumental beauty okay it's gorgeous i like it um so my jam of the month is something that i've been listening to since we i reviewed this album about a week and a half ago okay 
is King Kunta. I've gone out of my way. And I know that sounds kind of lame, but I've gone out no, of my cool. way because I haven't bought the album yet. Yeah. And I don't like buying MP3 files off of a website anymore. I haven't got the album yet, but I've gone out of my way to listen to this album or this track on a specifically daily the basis. Track. Specifically wow. this track on almost a daily basis just because I, I can jam to it. Right, right. And it has that, it has a good. A really good portion of that jazzy kind of funky flair to it. Right, yeah. And it's hip hop and I love hip hop, so it's it's just does it just doesn't I vibe with it. So Okay, so that's about wrapping up the show. Um, yep, we just have our uh just gonna let you know uh our what we got coming up, yep. Yep. Um so we don't we don't have an album to review for next week. Yeah, or next month we next want. Month. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna um we're planning on at this point we're trying to gonna try and release an episode a month toward the beginning of the month. Yeah. Um, right now we're looking at releasing them, hosting them on SoundCloud, I believe. Yes. And releasing them on our website, which is tn2mics.wordpress.com yep um so we'll ha- we should have that up within the next or well by the time you listen to it it will be up because that's how you're getting <laughs> it um um our links will be in the description as well as our twitter page so if you follow right. either of those you can check them out um we're gonna have show notes so you know links to all the songs we've talked about, all the albums. Absolutely. Um, try and get some of the story, maybe a link or two to any article we've specifically mentioned. Yep. Um, what else are we going to do coming up that we haven't done today? We're going to feature, we want to feature a band. Um, Shifley. An un- well, yeah, we're going to have them next time. We're going to have an, um, not necessarily a nationally known band. What might some people might consider a local band, and we want to feature them one at one every month. And we're gonna call it the segment uh, "Local Isn't Always Home," right. because these bands are local to themselves, but they're not necessarily local to us in the Central New York area. Exactly. Um, coming up next time, we're really excited. We're gonna have an interview with Van Shifley from Long Island. Long Island, yes. and they're coined as Bubblegum Synth Pop. Yes, they or Bubblegum Synth Rock. I'm some sorry, Bubblegum Synth Rock. Yes, they so, played South by Southwest this yeah, past year. Yeah, they did year. some South by Southwest stuff. They had an uh, East Coast tour uh, last summer, so we're really excited to have them on. Um, Great band all around. If you wanna right. check them out, we'll include them in Good, the description. Yeah, we'll too. we'll include a link to their Facebook page in the description, and or the show notes, I mean, and yes. that will be on the website, like I had mentioned. Uh, we want to ask you to like us on Facebook. Uh, we're TN Two Mics. Anything will help us out right now. Right. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Twitter. You can stay up to date on when we post shows and any other tidbits of information or music news or things we might want to talk about before we have the opportunity to on the podcast that any Tier other, and I might have. Any other nonsense. Yep. Um, any album recommendations would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, anything you want to hear on the show, 
any um anything you want to you can talk to us too we we, we want to interact with anybody listening to this as much as possible absolutely messages are welcome um posts are welcome shares are definitely welcome right so uh that's all we have for this month uh hope hope you come back and listen next month and we'll see you later Bye-bye. thank you see ya Quick shout out to Seth Tyler for making the logo. Awesome logo. Awesome, awesome job. Uh, you can hit him up on Facebook for all your graphic design needs. From logos to taco cats. <laughs> <laughs> and big shout out to Big J Jared for the use of his bedroom to record this while he is in France. Absolutely. Thank you, Jared. It was much appreciated. The music you're hearing right now, the music we used as our intro music, is called Swingin' Jazz by Nikolai Heidbus. 